0: Good morning, everybody. This is Alice, and this is Protect Your Glow, the podcast. So today I want to talk to you guys about the M-word, marriage. And I was trying to think of like what to talk about over the weekend, and God placed it on my heart to title this podcast, Rings Don't Fix Problems, Rings Don't Fix Problems. All right, let's just jump right into it. So I've been married for going on 16 years in July of this year. And although I may have not been married for quite as long as some people who say got like 25 years in the game, God put it on my heart to talk about this subject today. And see, sometimes when you feel unqualified, God will qualify you. When others feel shocked at what you're doing, you're like, hey, guess what? I'm as shocked as you are. You think I ain't got no right talking about marriage? Well, I think the same thing. So, but let me tell you something about the God I serve. He doesn't look at all that. God qualifies whoever he wants. The homeless man, the drug dealer, the prostitute, the one society turns down their nose on. That's the one God's like to use according to his History according to his track record. So, okay, I feel like I'm about to have church, so let me stop. But, real talk rings don't fix problems. Rings don't fix problems in your relationship, that is. See, many moons ago, I'm about to tell them myself when I made the decision to get married at age 23. The girl had no idea what she was saying I do too. All I knew was everyone around me at that time was getting married, and I believe I could do it too. So we did. I wish I had another reason to give you. I wish I could tell you it was because I was in love or because we were crazy about each other. Or we, you know, I mean, we cared about each other, but then again, we were young and thinking with our lust for each other, not our love for each other. My reason for talking about this today is because I feel like a lot of young couples get married thinking marriage is going to like magically erase all of their worries, their problems their traumas, or their low self-esteem. Like like marriage is some Mr. Clean magic eraser. Listen, whatever self-loathing, negative, selfish, or egotistical experiences you dated your man or woman with, That's what's going to carry over or bleed into your marriage. You see, back then, I was more concerned with how my ring looked or how I was going to look in a white dress instead of healing that little girl inside of me who was so desperately wanted to be seen, heard, healed, and loved. I remember vividly, like... (laughs) couple of weeks leading up to my marriage. I, I didn't know nothing about marriage. So man, every time I, I remember putting the ring in, in my father's um, jacket. He had a jacket in his closet, like a black one. And I remember putting it in there. And every so often I would go into his room and I would just try the ring on. I was just so fascinated by the ring, y'all. I wasn't thinking about like, but followed after that but I was just like so in love with the ring it's crazy anyways right I was rushing to grow up and I found out that I did not allow that little girl inside of me right to properly close those bleeding wounds so she grew up into a woman throughout the relationship who threw temper tantrums, a woman who hated being told what to do when I wanted to do it. I couldn't stand asking my husband for quote unquote permission to spend my money. You see how boastful that sounds? I used to use words like me, my, or I, like I was in a relationship with myself. God, I just wanna thank you for blessing me with a husband who loved me enough to wait on me. I want to say that again. God, I want to thank you for a husband who loved me enough to wait on me and for giving me the discernment and patience to wait on him. The discernment and the patience to wait on him. One of the things that kept me. has kept me in this relationship this long is due to the fact that my husband and I were friends and our friends before lovers. Sometimes marriage will make you hate your husband but love your friend or vice versa. Sometimes you'll say something so hurtful to each other while you're both in the thick of it but because you value each other's friendship it makes forgiving and loving much Much more easier. While we're on this subject, do you think it's an awful, heavy responsibility? Do you think it's an awful, heavy responsibility to demand or ask another human being to fix you or make your problems go away? I mean, he's not Jesus, neither are you. Two half-broken people don't make a relationship. Two whole and healthy ones do. So today, I want to give you three points or three reasons on why rings don't fix problems. Pardon me, I had to drink some water. My first reason that I wrote down is the ring is a symbol of commitment and belonging. It's not a pain reliever. Some couples think that the rings are of no importance or it's a scam. So they don't feel the need to wear it or to prove that they love each other with it on. Others don't feel the same way. Some of us feel like if your ring ain't on, you're trying to hide something. Or, you have to remember too that wearing it doesn't mean you won't have good or bad days, or that your ego goes on vacation forever, no. Or that you won't be tempted to look at another man or woman and not lust after them. For me, this is my opinion, I wear mine because it's a reminder to me that my husband is with me wherever I go, even if he's not there physically. My husband don't have a ring. He lost his like the second week of our marriage. And he I never bought, well, we never replaced it because he doesn't like jewelry. He has this thing where he just can't keep jewelry. He can't keep necklaces on. He can't keep rings on. So he don't wear one, but it doesn't mean that he don't love me or that he's afraid to say he's married. It's just something personal. In the words of Jimmy Evans, a wedding ring simply says this, I belong to someone who's not physically here with me. Number two, a ring will not fix what you will not acknowledge. Like I told y'all before, I had a really bad attitude in my 20s. I thought I was better than my husband. I thought... Um, I was more educated because I had a college degree and he didn't at the time. I thought I knew more about money because I made more than him at the time. Just boastful, sad, and angry. Every time he said something I didn't like, I would make sure my bark was louder so I could hurt him more. I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I was so empty, but pretending to be so full of myself. It wasn't until he told me that he can't get through to me because I had an ice box where my heart used to be. When he told me that, though, it made me pay more attention in the relationship to how I reacted. I trained myself to feel nothing like a gun shield, man. Ten plus years into the marriage... excuse me, I look at myself in the mirror and realize I had a problem. I remember praying to God to not let me die a quote-unquote angry black woman. Healing in myself and us and in our marriage didn't come until we both decided to confront our childhood traumas. Because I didn't, he didn't. I have a problem with ourselves. We weren't married to ourselves. We were married to each other. So you have to understand that your rings is not going to fix what you will not acknowledge. Number three, your ring will not fix or strengthen your relationship with God if you never had one with him initially. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm drinking some water in my throat. When I first met my husband, he was not a big church goer. In fact, he didn't feel the need to be with a body of believers every Sunday to say he believed in God. However, I didn't think that. I tell him all the time. I still do. I say, the reason why we still got a relationship is due to the fact that I'm up in church on Sundays praising God, not because God. You know, I've been so good to God, but because God has been so good to me. So on Sundays, I'm in these, I'm in there with the kids and occasionally he'll go when he feels like it. Would I prefer that he's there with me? Yes. Is that, is that a reason to leave him? No. I'll never stop believing that God will use or can use my husband's life as a breathing testimony to bring my husband closer to him. But you see, in the beginning of our relationship, he would go to church. So I got to a point where I stopped nagging. I stopped begging him to go just so I could feel good about myself. Or didn't want anyone to think I was a single mom. I know that sounds real silly, right? I'm trying to be real with y'all about my thought process. I'm trying to be as transparent as I can. I share a piece of my heart for anyone else going through the struggle or feeling like they're not enough or trying to change your mate. Because for a long time, I really thought I was like losing it. I really thought I was crazy. And I was like, man, ain't nobody else going through this. I got to be the only one. But that's what the enemy sometimes wants you to feel when you're going through something, right? He wants to isolate you and make you feel like you're the only one that got these issues. You're the only one that got these problems. And I'm like, man, out of 7 billion people on planet Earth, I can't possibly be the only one that struggle with these things or struggle with these thoughts. And for a very long time, I was afraid to share that part of my life. But sharing is caring. So don't try to change your mate's heart. That's not your responsibility as a partner. The main definition of partner is a pair of people engaged together in the same activity or associated with one another. It's not for you to be a heart surgeon. You can't change another person's heart. Only God can do that. I learned that in a relationship, you want somebody to be your peace, not your storm. Quote that. Share that on Twitter, y'all. You want somebody to be your peace, not your storm. And now after 16 years in and my ego has taken a back seat in this relationship, I now am at the point where I would rather be kind than be right. I would rather be kind than be right. Being right ain't do nothing for me, y'all. It got me in a lot of trouble. It got me in a lot of I'm sorry and I apologize. And after a while, people get tired of hearing that. People get tired of hearing I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you ain't doing nothing about your sorry. I tell that to my, my daughter sometimes when she keeps doing the same thing over and over. I'm like, You keep saying you're sorry, but you ain't doing nothing to improve your sorry. And I can, I mean, that can go for anybody, right? Ain't no partner, wife, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend want to keep hearing you say sorry, but you ain't doing nothing about it. Are you improving? Are you becoming better? Are you recognizing the triggers that cause you to do some of the things that you do? Are you seeking help? Are you going to therapy? Are you praying about it? you all talking about it? What are we doing? I always say, too, if you're in a relationship with somebody, and you all ain't got no goals, you all ain't got no plans to be better, to go from level A to level, you know what I'm saying, to go from one to two, no level to go up, What y'all doing? What is the purpose? What is the meaning of your relationship if you're not going to be bettering each other? Like, my husband and I, we, we sharpen each other mentally. You know what I'm saying? Like, we challenge each other mentally, spiritually, physically. I can honestly say... um, He's helped me a lot with my thinking, and I've helped him a lot with his confidence and recognizing who he is and not believing the lies of his past or the lies of what some teacher told him that he couldn't be or what others deem as what a young black man should be. I've helped him to realize that he's more than that. And he's helped me to calm down a lot. I always say my husband, he helps me to land and I help him to soar. But he helps me to land, not crippling, but to stand tall. You understand? So you want to be with somebody that betters you. Not somebody that makes you worse than who you are. And you also got to understand, too, this is not even part of my notes. It's just like I feel like God's talking to me right now or the Holy Spirit deposited this in my heart. I sometimes feel like, too, some people like the dysfunctional part of you. Some people live for that, man. They live for your crazy, loud, ignorant, sabotaging side. They don't want you to be better. They want you to go back to being the old you. And you got to let them know that person don't live there no more. That old me has vacated a building. You got to return that note to send them man. You move. Let them know you move. The next time somebody looking for the old you, let them know you moved. You don't live there no more. Got to do it for you. You only get one life, one shot. You don't get two. And when you close them eyes, it's a done deal. So why would you not want to be a better person to enjoy the fruits that God have for you on planet earth? Why would you not want to be better for your children, man? You know, when I was going through my period of self-sabotaging, hating myself, not understanding why I was so angry. I mean, thank God for therapy. That's fixed that now. But when I was going through that, I was like, not only do I want to do it for myself, but I believe my kids deserve to have a better mother. My kids deserve to have a mom that, that's loving, a mom that's kind, a mom that's fun. You understand? They deserve that. They don't need to be in therapy because of me. Or let them be in therapy because they want to be in there and they want to improve their life and they want to be better. Not because of what any pain that I've caused. I ain't saying I'm the perfect mom, but you don't want to leave no traumas in your children. You understand that? Let it be good memories. So the three main points I wanted to remind y'all is that the three reasons why rings don't fix problems: Number one, the ring is a symbol of commitment and belonging. It's not a pain reliever. Number two, your rings will not fix what you will not acknowledge. And number three, your ring will not fix or strengthen your relationship with God if you never had one with him to begin with. So that's all I have for you guys today. I went a little bit over, trying to keep this under 20 minutes. So those are the three main points I wanted to share with y'all today. I ask that you please subscribe, like, and share this podcast. I only ask one thing. My goal is to add as much value to the lives of as many people as possible, but I can't do that without your help. So if you can just share this or text this to somebody that needs to hear it. Share it or text this with somebody that needs to hear this today. Thank you guys so much for your support. I'll talk to you in my next podcast. Have a good one.